Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against canceled culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the canceled culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against canceled culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, Brian Flores, former Patriot assistant, former Miami Dolphins head coach, basically uh, doused himself in kerosene and lit himself on fire yesterday. We will get into that. A lot of talk about the Rooney rule, but the really, really big story. I'm talking like the biggest scandal in the NFL history is uh, one of the accusations being made here. We will run that down, give you the dirty details. Also, I'm hurt. I know you're hurt, Carano. Tom Brady, he didn't say goodbye to me. After all the years, he was supposed to blow me a kiss, and he didn't, and I'm hurt. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg gets a two-week vacation. I don't like it. I'll explain why. And the Washington football team has a new name, a new nickname, and it's as dumb as you thought it would be. Oh, oh! by the way, two more musicians are uh, quitting Spotify, are bailing on Spotify in protest of uh, Joe Rogan. And uh, I've heard of one. Uh, Carano's going to explain to me who the other one is, you know, before I, uh, before I support the cause. I need to know who the hell these people are. We'll get into that a lot more on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by DCU. Whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or looking to refinance the home you love, DCU, they have the mortgage program to fit your needs and, more importantly, your budget. Their mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles that can make it so difficult and confusing. They'll bring you right up to the front steps of home, home ownership. Learn more about rates and programs or to apply today at dcu.org mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 466914. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, some days, Carano, you know, we're struggling. We're looking for something. I'm uh, digging deep, trying to find uh, something something good to talk about. Not today. This is one of those days. I can't wait to get here before the microphone and look at your ugly face on the screen because... uh, My ugly face? uh, (laughs) I'm serious about this. They people are missing the story, and I understand why. If you're um, if you're just getting up or just trying to get uh, up to speed on the uh, Brian Flores story, I have it for you. We have it for you, and we will tell you what's going on right now. Brian Flores and his all-white legal team are making the rounds. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've already seen him on three different channels just this morning. He, he just had a long sit down with CNN, and um, he, he's going on. He's on ESPN. He's on CBS. Started at CBS, and we have some of the sound, and it's. Incredible. It is incredible. Brian Flores, who was the Miami Dolphins coach up to a few weeks ago, we wondered why he was getting fired after beating the Patriots twice and after uh, uh, two straight winning seasons. I think we now know. Yeah. But um, and it is not because of his race. <laughs> it's not because of his race. It's much, much worse than that. And because, But because there's a racial element here, because it's about – uh, because he's making, he's talking to the media, the mainstream media, who are obsessed with race. Everything's about race. He's spoon feeding them a new racial scandal. They, you know, they've finally given up on Colin Kaepernick, who's you know, washed up and, and kind of gone away. And you know, the whole George Floyd summer of George Floyd has kind of faded. They have a new righteous cause, and it is uh discrimination against coaches in the NFL and Brian Flores is happy to carry the torch unfortunately the biggest perhaps perhaps uh the biggest scandal in NFL history is being overshadowed because the race because of the media's obsession with race i just watched him on CNN they spent 10 12 minutes talking about the Rooney rule and how 
he felt like he wasn't getting an even shake, a fair shake in New York and Denver because of race. And we'll get to that. And then 10, 12 minutes in, they say, wow, you also say the Dolphins coach offered to pay you $100,000 per loss to lose games. Now, again, I understand the media, their obsession is with race. They love this. There's only one coach right now who's black and there's not enough blacks and there's too many and this and there's this many blacks who play and this many blacks who coach, but only this many black guys who get head coaching opportunities. That's the narrative they love and they're going to continue to obsess over that. But how can you lose sight of this, of this accusation? It is so explosive. I'm, I'm, I was trying to think of, obviously, uh, the biggest scandal in recent years was Deflategate. Tom Brady accused of taking a couple of, couple of puffs out of, of air out of the ball. That's big. Don't get me wrong. That's, that's worse than Watergate. That's, uh, that's, that's six months worth, worth of talking about it incessantly uh, wrong, apparently. That's a, that's a four-game suspension of the best player ever. That's a million-dollar fine. and I mean, endless uh, interviews and investigations and, and, and major stories during, you know, during the Super Bowl. Right. It was wild. It was wild. That's the extent to which they went to investigate a quarterback allegedly telling someone to take a little air out because that's the way he liked it. Uh, we've been there. We've been down that road. I've covered that. We're not doing that. This is so unbelievably uh, in, in outrageous, the, the accusation. Here it is. I just watched. Uh, I've certainly read about it. I've read the suit. Um, and I just heard Flores and his uh, uh, very diverse legal team go over this with CNN, with John Berman, that little squirrely guy on CNN, who did a good job. He's a, he's a Boston guy, did a good job on this interview. They alleged that he told them he wanted them to lose games to get better a better draft choice, and he would pay him. And the lawyer says, oh, we've got witnesses, we've got text messages, we've got emails. So according to the lawyer for Brian Flores, this is just breaking this morning, they have proof that an NFL owner, the owner of the Dolphins, tried to pay his coach to lose. Tell me something, anything in sports. I mean, I know you're a little young. Hell, we're all a little young to remember Shoeless Joe in the oh, 1920s. Black Sox, is it? right. Black Sox. We're too young. I mean, I do, do even know who uh, uh, Alex Karras was uh, and Tom uh, uh, Horning, Paul Horning and Alex Karras were gambling in the 60s. I don't believe they were accused of throwing games or point shaving. They just were gambling. They were gamblers. Well, even Pete Rose. Suspended. Pete Rose, too, right? Uh, maybe a more contemporary. Pete Rose one. gambled on his team, probably against his team. That was a big scandal. This is so incredibly explosive. I don't think people realize it yet. And I'll tell you why. The NFL, uh, a couple of years ago, made the decision to get in bed with uh, gambling, the gambling industry. Yes. They have deals, very, very lucrative deals with DraftKings and others and in casinos and official casinos. Uh, I believe the Encore here is the official casino of, of various teams, but I think it's got to be the Patriots. Although I'll check that. I'll check that. Every team is in bed now. It's the deal they, uh, deal they made with the devil. They made. They said, we're going to embrace gambling. You now have a coach, a head coach, who says the owner wanted him to lose to get a better draft pick. By the way, the draft pick he was after, Joe Burrow, who's now mm. leading his team in his second year to the Super Bowl. So maybe, maybe the owner was onto something, but you don't ask any coach, let alone a young coach who's trying to make his way, a guy like Flores who seems like a, 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 a well-intentioned guy. I mean, you really think to Stephen Ross, I mean, we haven't heard from him. We probably won't hear from him. Can you imagine the thought process? I mean, obviously, Ross is fabulously wealthy. He's on his yacht where they had this conversation. And you say, I'm going to tell my coach, my young coach, who was 37 when he was hired, first chance to coach, He's a very emotional guy. His players played hard for him. Again, they beat the Patriots twice this year. They won seven in a row, I believe, at one point. You know, he had these guys playing hard. And you're telling him, we want to lose? And you think that's a good idea? And you think he's <laughs> going to go along with that? Any coach with integrity, is they know that that's career suicide. If that ever came out, number one, they're judged on their wins and losses. And if he loses a bunch of games and then gets blamed, 
Coaches get blamed for it, probably gets fired for losing a bunch of games. He becomes a scapegoat. Is he ever going to get hired again? We know how hard it's, it is to get no, hired no, in the and league. And that's the question I keep. everyone keeps asking Flores that, too. You're, you are uh, throwing your career away. And he is. He, you, know, you know what the most amazing part? I just wrote this down because I couldn't believe it. He interviewed with the New Orleans Saints yesterday, I believe. Was it yesterday? Yes, yesterday. And he has an interview planned with the Houston Texans. Um, I guess I'll give Flores credit for this. He is, I mean, he wanted to be a head, a head coach again. He was a very uh, strong candidate, even though the Giants had picked the other Brian. And we'll get to that. He was going to coach again. He was going to make three, four, five million a year to coach again. He was going to get at least one more chance. There's no question. Maybe with the with the Saints, maybe with the with the Texans. But he was going to get another chance. And I think he just threw that all away. People are some people online are telling me no, he'll still get a chance because he's a great coach. I don't think so. He burned. He didn't burn bridges, man. He nuked them. He absolutely blew them up yesterday. And consider this. Um, I know it's sort of collateral damage, but there are, you know, there's not that many legends in the NFL right now. Two of them, Bill Belichick and John Elway, I would say are two legends. Uh, Belichick, the greatest coach ever. Elway, one of the best quarterbacks ever. One of the great winners. He, he made Bill Belichick look like a fool. And I had this uh, back and forth briefly with someone who said, Belichick will still bring him back because he needs a defensive coordinator and he's a good coach. And I go, are you kidding me? He humiliated Bill Belichick in front of the world. He includes him in this lawsuit because Belichick knew the Giants were going to hire Brian Dayball and he thought he was texting with Brian Dayball and he congratulated him, but he was texting with Brian Flores. So Belichick didn't do anything wrong that I could see but he does look like a fool. He does look like a, a dumb old man. And Brian Flores doesn't care that he's embarrassing the guy who, you know, hired him, who taught him so much. Um, he is burning that bridge. He is nuking that bridge. And then even more egregious um, to me would be the Denver story. He's talking about how Denver interviewed him, but didn't take it seriously. And he says Elway and his team, showed up an hour late, they were disheveled, and they were obviously, quote, drinking heavily the night before. Now, he might have looked disheveled, and he says he was on medication. Elway's had a lot of, you know, surgeries, and he said he was on ivermectin, by the way. I don't know if he was if, if he's on ivermectin. Does that mean he was COVID positive? Maybe. But Elway, Elway denies everything. They said they were on time. They said they took the interview seriously. But let me ask you this. How does Brian... Flores, no, L.A. was drinking heavily. You can't make that leap. I mean, even if he was, his hair was messy or whatever. He was unshaven. There's a lot of coaches, a lot of guys these who look that way. You just assume that John Elway was drinking heavily, and you really do kind of slander, smear Elway and his team, and Elway's pissed, I have no doubt. Sure. But that bridge is nuked, too. And it's not just John Elway in Denver. Elway's a pretty respected, well-connected guy. I just wonder how many own, say you're in New Orleans and you interviewed him, you're looking at this and you're going, well, if I say something he doesn't like, is he going to sue me? Is he going to run to to CBS Morning News or, or CNN if, he, if I say something he doesn't like? it's a There's a certain honor among thieves here. And he, even if Elway was hungover, he wasn't thinking this guy I'm interviewing is going to tell the world. Bill Belichick felt like an idiot, obviously. I mean, I've done that once or twice. I don't think I'm quite as... Uh, I've gotten the butt dial before, but not yes, uh, text like yes. that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've you know accidentally texted someone, but, but, but and you feel like a fool, you feel like an idiot, and generally you say, boy, that could have been worse. You know, <laughs> think of what I... I mean, with Belichick, he's looking at this lawsuit and going, is this really about me? He's bringing me into this well, and making what, me look like a fool. What about the thought that uh, Bill did this on purpose to, um, to I don't know, as a retribution for Deflategate or the, the NFL being on him all the time, or even to take shots at Miami to make Miami look so bad? Um, uh, you know, trying, like, Belichick looks dumb. Belichick looks foolish. You know, let's be honest. He's, be, he's being mocked and ridiculed. You wouldn't do that on purpose. You I wouldn't suppose. do that on purpose. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I don't know. I think he also, he doesn't strike me as a type of guy who would make that type of mistake, though. I mean, he's usually, 
I don't know. Who knows? Oh, he's tech challenged. We all, everyone I always laughs so, yeah. that he can't change the clock in his car at daylight savings. But what Flores did was it take at least two legends, two very well-respected guys, and make them look like fools he did. to advance his case. Now, we can, uh, again, the Rooney rule here is being to be debated, discussed. The Rooney rule, discrimination, is, it's all going to be about race when, in fact, the big story, the huge story, perhaps the biggest scandal ever is the one in Miami. I mean, you, Russ, if there is indeed proof, if there are witnesses, if there are texts, Russ loses his team. I mean, they literally oh, yes. take the team away. There's, there's no question about it. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you investigate this to the point where you say you go game by game. You know, did they lose that game on purpose the way you do with the Black Sox or the way you did with the, you know, the, the BC basketball team was in a point-shaving scandal back in the uh, late 70s. I mean, you look at that and say losing on purpose. There doesn't, there isn't anything comparable. There isn't anything as flagrant, as egregious, as, as immoral, as unethical, losing games on purpose. Forget the fact that, you know, it, it affects, you know, gambling and, and, and point spreads and everything else. It's the integrity of the game here that they used to talk about the integrity of the game when it was taking air out of footballs, which was laughable. But think of this, an owner is insisting a coach lose and the coach didn't lose. The coach won, had two straight winning seasons. And he got fired. And what did you and I talked about? It was very strange. Very strange. Good coach. He had just beaten the Patriots. He seemed like a good coach. He almost made the playoffs. He did it with a quarterback who was mediocre at best and uh, Tua. And you said, boy, that's a good young coach. He's, uh, he's you know, 40 years old now. He's well-respected. Why did he get fired? And will he get another job? So if there's some proof that he was fired, for winning, are you? Uh, can you even imagine, envision anything that rises to that level of scandal that the coach of the Dolphins refused to lose? It's like it's like Ted Lasso or or Major League, where the owner is invested in losing, the coach doesn't do what the owner wants, and the coach gets rid of the. I mean, he only gets rid of the coach for winning. If you have a story here and it's proven that the owner fired the coach because the coach refused to lose. What's bigger I than that? I can't think of anything in any sport ever yeah. that comes close to this. I find it, it hard. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I, find, I, like, I can't imagine that Ross has got put that in writing. You think, like, texted him. I, they, Flora says he does, but texted him, emailed him, saying, hey, listen, I'll pay, you, I'll pay you this. If that's actually in text or email, that guy is an idiot. He, he, he shouldn't be a billionaire at that point. You're going to do that, that thing. <laughs> well, well, he's going to lose his team, which is worth, you know, a billion dollars. It's true. I, I Maybe he's smarter than that. Maybe there's just a lot of nink, uh, wink, wink, nod, nod between them. But we haven't even mentioned that he wanted him to tamper with another. Well, that was, that's right. That's the other thing, too, with, with Brady. With, with, with Tom Brady, that they were talking about bringing Brady in. I don't think his name has been named specifically, but everybody no. is saying it. I mean, I just saw. Yeah. Uh, the guy at ESPN, Graciano, said it, and uh, other Clay Travis has said it, that it's clearly Brady. So Brady's coming to the boat, to the yacht, to meet Flores, who he knows because he's been in New England, and Flores refused to meet with him because it would be tampering. Was it now, during the season? Is that why? If that's, oh, it's because um, Brady's oh, under contract. contract. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't during the season. It had to be in the off season. I'm not sure what, uh, I can check on what month that was. It was in the off season. They're meeting on the yacht. Ross wants uh, Flores to meet with Brady and talk about him playing for the Dolphins because they need a quarterback. Um, and we'll get to another available quarterback uh, in a minute. Sure. But Flores refuses. I guess Brady doesn't refuse. That's Brady's the weird will. thing, too. Why would so, Brady so, do that? <laughs> so we are not talking about Brian Flores just destroying his relationship with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, John Elway. Again, I guess he gets credit because he is taking a chance. He's sticking his neck out. He was going to get another job. Maybe not the New Orleans Saints or even the Texas job, but hell, defensive coordinators are making, you know, two million, million and a half, two million. You could go back to Alabama like these guys all do for a year and make two million bucks and then get interviewed again next year. He's only 40. He had a good run in Miami. He was going to get another job. 
he's not going to now, at least not for a while. So I guess I give him credit for laying it all out there, pushing all the chips to the middle of the table. But here's the problem I have with the, with the Rooney rule thing, with the Giants story, with, with the Denver story. He talks about, and we can, we can play it, he talked to CBS and, and Nate Burleson this morning and talked to everybody else, and he says it was a sham interview with the Giants, right? That's basically his, yes. his allegation. It was a sham interview with the Denver Broncos and with the Giants. And I'm here, I'm listening to that. I'm saying, yeah, that's kind of what they do because of the Rooney rule. That's what the Rooney rule requires. If the Giants know they want Brian Dayball because they have a, a young quarterback invested in Daniel Jones, they need, they need somebody to fix him. And by the way, a big, tall, young, talented quarterback with a great arm who can move in the pocket, someone like that. Where can we find a guy who has done a good job with a quarterback like that? Oh, look, in in Buffalo, Brian Dayball has turned Josh Allen into one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. We need Daniel Jones to be Josh Allen. Who can we find to do that? So they find Brian Dayball. The the GM knows him, brings him in, hires him. Um, Brian Flores just said on CNN that Dayball's a great coach, a good friend. He deserves it. Brian Dayball is 46 years old. He's been coaching for 25 years. This is his first opportunity as a head coach. Uh, Brian Flores got hired at 37 years old by the Dolphins. He got a five-year, $15 million fully guaranteed contract. So Dayball's getting a chance in New York, and Flores is mad that he didn't get the, the opportunity over him. Flores had a chance in Miami. It didn't work out. And again, we just went over that. It wasn't fair, but Dayball never got a chance. I mean, I thought there was, I thought only white guys got chances. He's 46. I don't think that's his problem. His problem is it was a sham. Like it was such a see-through well, but that's sham. What, but again, yes, you're right. You're right. But think of this. They like Dayball. They want Dayball, yes. right? Same as, you know, you could say that about, you know, any job that, uh, whatever, uh, uh, any head coaching job out there. Let's see who else got hired recently. Uh, you know, name, did Harbaugh just get a job? Harbaugh might be getting a job in Minnesota, which means Harbaugh is a pretty big deal. He yeah, had he a great is. run in San Francisco. He just had a great season in Michigan. So the owner of Wilfs, they want uh, Harbaugh. They still have to interview a black coach. Does that mean that coach, that interview is necessarily a sham? Uh, yeah, you could make that case. There's sham interviews with black coaches every year in a number of places. That's what the Rooney rule requires. They wanted this rule. I remember talking about this when they adopted the rule. And I forget who the coach was I talked to. Might have been uh, Bobby Greer. Uh, no, uh, might have been uh, Romeo Cornell. Uh, Bobby Greer's son, by the way, is in trouble. He's in Miami right now. Yeah. And he's uh, involved in it up to his eyeball. Anyway, so they said the reason the rule will require guys to get interviewed, even though they're not going to get the job, and they were okay with that. Because, A, it gets them experience in interviewing for the big job, and they, they want the opportunity, the experience of knowing what it's like, but to go, B, it gives them the chance to blow away the owner or the GM who's doing the hiring. I think that might have happened with Mike Tomlin, where he wasn't number one on the list, but he's a very uh, charismatic guy, yes. and he interviewed, he got the job, and he still has the job. And... um and it gets their name out there. So every year you say, oh, there's an opening in whatever, Houston. Oh, uh, Brian Flores interviewed. There's an opening in Brian Flores. And he becomes on that short list and people think he's next in line. And if he gets interviewed and he does a good job, he gets the job. So they, they understood there would be a sham interview element to it. You know, they understood that was part of the deal with this new rule because there was going to be guys uh, GMs, owners who were h- going to hire coaches, white guys, and they're going to say, that's the guy I wanted. He just so happens to be white. Uh-oh, I, 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 the rule requires me to interview a black guy. So they, I, re- I remember when uh, the uh, Cowboys hired somebody, I forget who it must have been, uh, I don't know, uh, Jason, Al- uh, Jason Garrett, and they someone accused them of not following the Rooney rule. And it turned out that Jerry Jones had called 
like some black coach that he knew and, and said, you interested? And that qual- that got him off the hook that he called and had a phone interview with some black coach, even though he had no chance of getting the job and he wasn't going to get the job because sometimes the owner, the GM has a guy in mind, the guy's white. And he says, Oh, I better bring in a, a black guy to get interviewed. But I always thought they all knew that that was the deal. They all knew that there were going to be times where the owner GM had their heart set on a white guy like, like Brian Dayball. And they say, "Uh Oh, we better interview Brian Flores. Give him a chance. Maybe he'll blow us away. And the, uh, the fact that Belichick congratulated him thinking it was a done deal, thinking he was talking to Brian Dayball before Flores interviewed. I think that's the thing that set Flores off. I mean, there is an emotional element here. Flores sounds pissed. Of you know, course. He sounds like he feels like he got screwed. And it seems like this is the thing that pushed him over the edge. And then he went back and talked about Denver and how they hung over the guys were and, and went back and talked about what happened with uh, Stephen Ross, which is the most explosive allegation. But what did you expect when you adopted the Rooney rule? There was going to be sham interviews. It was going to happen. And I thought it was just kind of accepted that that was part of the price you pay, that sometimes coaches, I mean, GMs and, and, and owners had their hearts set on white guys, like, say, Minnesota, Ziggy Wolf, the owner, hires Harbaugh. You're going to say, that's a big name. He thinks that's going to be a game changer. Uh-oh, he didn't interview a black guy. Oh, yes, he did. He, he brought this guy in that had lunch. That was part of the deal, yeah. right? Yeah, I can see why. Um, so he, he looks at the situation specifically in the Giants organization, and he blames the organization for turning him into a token. But it wasn't the organization necessarily that did that. It was the rule. It was the incentives of the rule made this sham happen. So maybe, but maybe that's why he's just, he's like breathing fire on the entire NFL and going after everyone because he realizes that there's an sure element is. of it's the entire organization. But you're right. The Ross thing is the big. That's the that is the craziest part to me. Like the sham. You 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 when the when the Rooney rule rule gets put in place, you can see that the incentive structure is going to make some shams happen. Like that's just that's just what's going to happen. But this Ross thing is crazy. Like the the the, the bet the gambling industry in the United States on sports is something like 150 billion dollars. It's it's so big. It like it it's such an industry. You think about TV contracts and player salaries and and just like. The um, uh, fans thinking about the integrity of the the game. This this just has tentacles and repercussions all over the place. There are, you know, there, and I've talked about this many times. That, that nothing, nothing's more annoying than when we get to this point. And uh, as I said on Twitter, I said ESPN is going to obsess over the race element here. Yeah. That's what they do. Hell, the mainstream media will, and we can play some of the conversation with CBS news this morning, they will latch onto that. And I guess that's the one thing Stephen Ross has going for him is he's not going to be the headline, the takeaway, unless it's someone like, like us who, who is looking at this on its merits, but the people, but the, the mainstream media, the, the Nate Burleson's and Gail Kings and, and uh, Max Kellerman, not Max Kellerman anymore. He's not on Stephen A. Smith. They will, this is red meat. They love, you know, racist anything anything race in, involved it, it's what they do so they will latch onto this say that's you know racism and jim crow 2.0 in the nfl and i always think of uh you know the the, the specific examples like brian flores he just got a head coaching job at the age of 37 he made a lot of money I don't think he, and he was getting interviewed without even taking any time off for other head coaching jobs. And he probably would have got a defensive coordinator job. He's got it. I mean, he's getting opportunities. He's not a good example just because the giants preferred Brian Dayball. Now, if you find, I used to ask this, you know, which coaches, I mean, which owners, which GMs are not hiring black guys because of race, you know, which ones sounds like Flores is ready to, you know, light the whole house on fire. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. They just fired David Culley in Houston after one year. Um, there's been, I mean, they, hired, they fired Joe Judge in New York after two years, and a lot of people thought, you know, he needed time. He's a, he's a white guy, former assistant coach of, of Bill Belichick. I mean, they, they fired him, brought in another white guy. So I, I don't know if that's an example 
of you know systemic racism, but he, they're actually using that term. They're talking about systemic racism in the NFL because there aren't enough black coaches. Get specific. I want to hear which guys are getting screwed. They talk about black guys get fired quicker than white guys. Which owners are pulling the trigger on black coaches quicker than they would on white coaches? And Stephen Ross doesn't count because he just fired his coach for winning. Right. <laughs> that, that's a whole new scandal, as we just pointed out. You can't say, oh, look what Stephen Ross did in Miami. Uh, they fired a guy for winning. <laughs> Uh, but here's one of the points in this lawsuit, and it is wild. It is wild, the stuff he includes in this. And by the way, again, he just interviewed yesterday. So he was putting this suit together, or his all-white legal team was, while he was interviewing That's right. with NFL teams. Um, but he, he uh, this is section whatever, section A.62. Colin Kaepernick. The title of the section in the suit is discrimination against Colin Kaepernick. He writes, as has been well-documented, Colin Kaepernick protested societal racial injustice by kneeling during the national anthem following the 2016-17 season uh, in which uh, 11 games, he had 16 touchdowns against only four interceptions uh, and a passer rating of 90.7. No NFL team would offer him a job, even as a backup to the to even the casual observer. It was clear that Mr. Kaepernick was more than qualified for a roster spot in the NFL. And as I pointed out on Twitter, Brian Flores was a head coach when this happened. He could have it was still, you know, he was a head coach still a month ago, but Kaepernick was on the street available, and Brian Flores had. Ryan Fitzpatrick is his quarterback one year with uh, uh, Josh Rosen and then Tua as a rookie who stunk. Uh, he could have used a quarterback, a starter, a backup, either one. Yeah. Why didn't Why didn't Brian Flores uh, insist that, that the Dolphins sign? Uh, by the way, his GM was black too. Why didn't they insist that uh, Kaepernick come into Miami and sign him? They know why. Everyone knows why. Kaepernick didn't want to play first of all that's kind of the most important thing but he wasn't de dedicated to football we all we've gone over this a hundred times Kaepernick doesn't want to play it's much more it's much healthier and more profitable to be a martyr he knows this and yet he's putting it in the suit just to make the NFL appear like it has a systemic racism problem that they won't give Kaepernick a job you know because he's protesting uh racial injustice that's absurd Flores knows that's not true, but put it in there anyway. I don't know why. I get, you know, I, I, again, you lose me there, Brian. You lose me there. If you're going to use Colin Kaepernick, a guy you could have signed, but you didn't. And we know why. Same reason the other 31 teams didn't sign him because he wasn't worth the headache. Yeah. And he wasn't, and he wasn't dedicated to the job, which is, you know, requirement number one in a quarterback. You got to be completely committed. And he wasn't. So anyway, that was lame. That was stupid. But some of this other stuff, man, it is wild. I recommend people give it a read. I think once, you know, the George Martin, former giant on CBS this morning called uh, Flores, the Rosa Parks of the NFL. Yeah. another. Uh... <laughs> so it's going to be another a contest reach. of who can be more uh, 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 offended, aggrieved by the uh, racism in the NFL. But once that all settles down, we will move to Miami and we will find out yes. if, indeed, well, <laughs> if indeed we are going to be talking about the biggest scandal in NFL history. What? I assume they're already doing it in Miami, but the national media is uh, got to get, you know, get they all have to sit there and kick and scream about uh, racism before we can talk about throwing games. What, what, uh, what, what does Flores get out of this though? If he burned his career to a crisp, like what, if he loves to coach football, what, what's next? Like what, what can he That's do? He, I know he talks about how much he loves it. Well, he just threw it all away. And again, uh, he made a principal decision apparently to make a statement. I think there's, as I said, there's more emotion. Like he was mad. He sounds mad at what the giants did he, that he had to go there and go through the motions, even though they already hired a coach and I don't blame him. But this is your answer to file a 58-page uh, suit with, uh, 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 you know, with exposing everybody in the league. Y you won't get enough. Maybe he'll just get make millions. Maybe he'll walk away with, I don't know, 150 million, and he'll be all set, and he won't have to coach. But he's 40 years old. He's full of 
Yeah, what are you going to do? Pull you're going to go on the, pull a passion the for speaker the game. circuit? I don't know. A speaker circuit? Like, are you going to get, what are you going to do? Do commercials, I guess? I, I, I don't know. Well, well, it doesn't um, seem like fun to me, well, but. Well, he certainly seemed to be sacrificing more than Kaepernick. He didn't ca sacrifice anything. He got rich. He's still selling. He's still on the Nike payroll, ignoring all the human rights atrocities in China. So uh, maybe he'll become a martyr. But uh, the whole thing is just friggin' wild. And you're going to see a lot of off the record stuff. People who are uh, uh, pissed. Um, you know, Belichick, Elway, Brady. I don't know who won't. I don't think they'll put the name on it. And. Uh, uh, and go after uh, Flores because everyone's going to, you know, salute him and commend him and call him Rosa Parks. But there are people who aren't going to be happy about this. And again, if you want to make it about the Rooney rule, the Rooney rule required sham interviews. They required it. It was say you have an internal candidate, a um, a coach in waiting. Say I don't know, say say uh, Belichick was just going to retire and they were going to elevate Josh McDaniels, which they're not. He just went to Las Vegas, but yeah. something like that where the old coach where like Andy Reed was going to retire and they were going to elevate one of his assistants, Spagnola. And it was obviously, they knew the program, they knew the system, they knew the players. And it would seem like a guy had worked hard. He'd earned the, uh, the promotion and you didn't bring in some outsider, uh, African-American, you could get fined millions. So you know you have to do a sham interview. You know it. They know it. Everyone knows it. How do you avoid that? I mean, how do you avoid the, the appearance of a sham interview? It is a sham interview. It's required by the rule. If you don't like it, change the rule. I'm sorry. The That's, Ross thing uh, was, enough, was enough for him to take a stand. I, I, if, he, if, if nothing else happened and he got fired and then went nuclear on Ross for firing him because he wouldn't throw games. Like, that's enough. Uh, that's a good point. Like, and other people in the league who don't like Ross, he's not a likable guy, they would support him, yeah. and he might have a future somewhere else. But I'm, it seems to have burned so many bridges. I can't imagine the New Orleans Saints are going to hire him. I can't imagine the Houston Texans are going to hire him. But who knows? Stranger things have happened, I think. I mean, Sean Payton's a good example. He stepped down in New Orleans after years. He won a Super Bowl. He's a very well-respected coach. Now, if there's an opening in in Houston and they hire Sean Payton, are all the usual suspects, all the, you know, Nate Burlesons and George Martins going to scream about racism and everything if they hire Sean Payton? Um, it, it, at, some time, at some point, you have to say that that situation doesn't involve race. Maybe the other one does, but yeah. you can't say – you can't make this blanket statement that the whole league, because there's only one coach, they're all racist. I mean, would you say it about Bob Kraft? He's had a white coach for a long time now. You know, he's had a lot of white coaches. Of course you wouldn't. It'd be absurd. So it is, it is what the media likes to do. They're going to make it seem, they're going to paint this picture of systemic racism across the NFL, and they're going to lose sight of the real scandal. But we will see, oh, we never got to... Uh, we got a bunch to get to. I want to get to some of the uh, sound from uh, Brian Flores because again, I give him, I'll give him, I'll give him credit for pushing his chips in the middle of the table and laying it all out there because he's making the rounds. He's going after everybody. He is just <laughs> holding nothing back. Let me do these. Uh, let me do ExpressVPN and paint your life, and then we'll play a little okay. uh, uh, Brian Flores, and then we'll get to Whoopi. Do Sounds Whoopi good. And and. Uh, well, I don't think I could talk about Brady not saying goodbye without getting it's, emotional. You might. Well, it, I mean, it hurt me deep. It, I, I mean, the, it cut me and I bleed and it hurt. So I don't think I can do that, but we can talk about Whoopi and we could talk about the new, um, the, the, the two musicians who bailed on Spotify and the new name for the Washington football team. And yes, it's as dumb as you thought it might be, but uh, let's do, what am I doing first? What do I got here? You can do Paint Your Life or ExpressVPN. Let's do Paint Your Life. I love Paint Your Life. It's a, you know, things are changing. Everyone can feel it. We're getting outside. We're going places. We're taking vacations. I just went on an airplane for the first time in a long, long time, and I went. I had a good time. You know what you can do if you want to celebrate some of the best times you have with your family? You can turn your memories into art. I uh, heard about this the first time, and I said, that sounds cool, but it must be expensive. Well, not so. It's a great idea, and it is truly affordable. And the quality, by the way, is amazing. You get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price, or you can combine photos of people 
or places you love into one painting. You choose from a team of world-class artists and you work with them until every detail is perfect. The user-friendly platform makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's fast. You can get your portrait in less than two weeks. Uh, that's amazing. You send any picture, your, yourself, your family, your kids, you know, your pet, someone, you loved one you may have lost, and they turn it into art. It makes a perfect gift for birthdays, anniversaries, or, you know, Valentine's Day. It's meaningful, it's personal, and it can be cherished forever. At paintyourlife.com, there is no risk. This is the best part. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 64,000. That's Jerry to 64,000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. All right, we've been telling you about VPN. There's a reason for you need to hear about ExpressVPN because it's important in this day and age. The problem with big tech companies is not only uh, do they censor what you read, but they track what you do online. They track what you're searching for, the videos you watch, everything. They use this data to serve you ads, and they can match your activity to your true identity. Yes, it's kind of creepy. That's why we use ExpressVPN, and you should too. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habits. ExpressVPN disguises you, and it prevents big tech companies from tracking your online activity and turning you into a product. Every time you go online without ExpressVPN, big tech companies are watching you. It's not just them. It's hackers. It's identity thieves. They're doing the same thing. But with ExpressVPN, you can stop them from tracking you and stealing your data. Protect your privacy by going to expressvpn.com slash Callahan. Support the show. Strike back against big tech and keep identity thieves at bay. You can protect yourself now with ExpressVPN. It masks your internet connection and your location, which stops third parties from identifying you and harvesting your data. And the best part is it's really easy to use on your computer, your phone, your tablet. Just go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan and sign up today. Install it in seconds. And once you do, protecting yourself online is just one click away. Go to ExpressVPN vpn.com slash Callahan. All right, let's get to some of the sound and then get to get to Whoopi and uh, the two mystery guests, two musicians uh, who are bailing on Spotify because two more. Who There's are a third. On Spotify. Is there a third? Oh, yes. good. You know what? Don't tell me. I won't tell make, you. Make me guess because I would have been stumped on the first two, but maybe I'll get the third one. But let's listen this morning again. Ryan Flores made the rounds with his explosive allegations. He's on ESPN, CNN. He started at CBS this morning with Nate Burleson and Gail King and whoever else is on there. But let's listen to Coach Flores. You make claims that you were offered $100,000 for each game this team lose um, subsequently uh, to get a better draft pick. Um, kind of speak on that because – you don't hear about that going on behind closed doors. I'm a former player. I know you as a coach. You want to win. I walk in that locker room. I want to win. I don't hear people from the front office and above making those type of decisions that can change the outcome of your coaching career. Uh, yeah, uh, look, this game's done a lot for me. Um, I grew up not far from here in the projects in, in, in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Um, didn't grow up with a lot. This game, you know, changed my life. Uh, so to attack the integrity of the game, that's that's what I felt was happening in that instance, and um, I wouldn't stand for it. And that was Dolphins owner Stephen Ross. Yes, yes. So. And you think it hurt uh, your career? I, I think it. I think it hurt my standing with with within the organization, um, and ultimately was the reason why I was let go. Well, we're not. Um, good for. Good for Nate Burleson and CBS because yeah, again, that was good. Uh, they spent a lot of time talking about the Rooney Rule, which is important. That story, but you you made a good point, Carano. What if he just came out with the Ross story? What if he just focused on that? Hell, it involves Tom Brady, Stephen Ross, money to blow game, to lose games on purpose, and it explains why they fired him. That seems like a pretty good case against Stephen Ross. They fired him after he had two winning seasons and beat Bill Belichick twice, and the players 
were playing their asses off for him. And we were sitting here on this show and others saying, what the hell did he do wrong? Well, it turns out he wouldn't tank. That's a scandal. And I, and it's being overshadowed by this uh, talk about the sham interviews, which again, I don't think they're going to get much. He's going to get much traction on the giants thing or the Broncos thing. Hell the Broncos thing is weird. He knows he doesn't know how much John Elway drank. You know, he, what are they going to get the, the subpoena, the receipt from the bar saying a guy, cause he was disheveled or cause he didn't seem to care that much about the interview was drinking. No, heavily? The, the giants thing is way more Weird. damning, way more damning. The giants thing, because they're admitting that they made a decision before he was even interviewed. So that, right. so that one's way more damning. Um, but no, I think the only reason why, no, I'm sure he felt hurt. I think you're exactly right. There's a lot of emotion here. But also, it does bring a lot more heat to the story if there is a racial motivation to it. Right. Uh, you're right. It brings a lot more attention it. from the mainstream media. They're yeah. all going to be all over it. So this story is just getting going. We got two weeks for the Super Bowl. You got time to fill, void to fill. All the NFL media are working, looking for stories, looking for material. And this is going to fill that vacuum. And I assume uh, if Brian... Flores has already done like five interviews this morning. I assume he's available. That is part of his strategy is to do is to be out there. So get ready. You are going to get bombarded with uh, interviews with, uh, with Flores and with Flores's legal team is less than diverse legal team. And uh, it's going to be something, man. It is right now. Roger Goodell is sitting in his palatial office saying, what the hell do we do about this Flores character? So I guess on that uh, on that count, I, I, I'm going to enjoy watching the NFL squirm, but we will see. Uh, right, speaking of squirming, yeah. Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg squirmed for about 24 hours, including going on with her pal Stephen Colbert and making matters worse. Last night, ABC, it's ABC, correct? The it View is. Yep. announced uh, that Whoopi is suspended for two weeks for saying really dumb things about the Holocaust. Here's well, I, I'm always against suspending people for saying the wrong thing or firing them because it doesn't solve anything. It would have been much, uh, much smarter, wiser to put her on there, on the View, and have someone, uh, you know, there to challenge her, to debate her. Maybe you could even bring on some, you know, historians, some scholars of, of you know, Holocaust to school her, to teach her. Uh, I always go back to Deshaun Watson, who said these dumb anti-Semitic things. And Julian Edelman stepped up and said, I'll take you to the Holocaust Museum. We'll have lunch. And it just seemed like the, the a, a true solution where someone gets educated. They learn how stupid what they said was, as opposed to, you go, you know, uh, you know, take a two-week vacation. I mean, where does Who Whoopi's got... Millions. She's probably going to be in, you know, whatever, in Turks Caicos for two weeks. Is that really going to solve anything? No, but ABC is protecting itself. If she's off air, then she can't say stupid things two days in a row. The Colbert thing, the apology and then the Colbert thing was worse than the original statement. Like when you listen to her on The View, you're like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. You're not saying it in a good way, but I under I understand what the point you're trying to make. It's not good, but I understand. Right. But when, when she goes on Colbert, she like triples down on it she says the nazis are liars so it wasn't about race it's like what it was really it wasn't about race but again uh, it's so dumb as i said yesterday if you if you know anything if, hell if you've seen read anything about hitler and the, the final solution it's all about race yes. you know they were considered the jewish race the inferior race and the master race and the she's Aryan also, race she's, she's was also, going to exterminate the jewish race and i mean she's dumb she's ignorant it's not even. Dumb. I didn't it's think ignorant. that dumb. I didn't think that dumb because because. But how do you like say uh, the only determining factor of someone's race is their their the tone of their skin like that? How does she not know that that's not the case? Especially now. I mean, you know what? In fifty, hundred years, everything's going to change because there's going to be so many. We're not going to know everybody's race. There's going to no, be a lot no, of no. people, and they're going to be you know mixed race. And this, I'm. They're not going to even know what. I mean, it's inevitable. It is the, now. Like, you think about they're, it, Mike. They're right. When Mike, we were talking about Hispanics, you know, you don't always know Hispanic, what race they are. And, I mean, I remember the uh, New York Times called uh, uh, George, what's his face, who killed Trayvon Martin. They called an Hispanic white. That's right. Uh, they a, did. A, a white Hispanic. And, like, as opposed to what, a black Hispanic? I mean, they bend over backwards to make everything about race. And it just, uh, you know, and then when it is about race, <laughs> they deny it's about race. 
But somebody tweeted me last night and made a good point. They said, it doesn't, she's not like malicious when she's talking about she's it. Not. She's just ignorant. ignorant. She's ignorant. You right. say, so you're going to, I mean, maybe she doesn't belong in that spot where you're having these conversations and you need to have some you know, foundation, some knowledge. And, and she doesn't, but she's there and she talks and she talks foolishly. And you're suspending someone for just not being that well, I, well I don't read. Know. I don't know. It might have been, it did kind of actually feel malicious because she's sort of making the point that if you're, if that, that black victimhood is worse than white victimhood. If you're white, you don't have the same right. level of victimhood. That's kind of the point that she was making, which is a little malicious. So I don't know that I agree with that, but mostly ignorant. But I just looked up a couple of things. Um, she got two weeks. Roseanne Barr, who was the lead actress in a successful show and was about to launch a new season, I believe. And she made a dumb joke about Valerie Jarrett, um, really dumb racist joke, got fired. Megan Kelly, working for NBC, said she understood why people in the past may have done blackface for Halloween like a, like a young white girl was going to Halloween like it was Beyonce. She tried to look like Beyonce. She didn't do it. She's not like Justin Trudeau or, or Jimmy Kimmel or Sarah Silverman. She didn't do blackface. She just said she could understand why some kid would be in blackface. She got fired. Yeah. Chris Harrison from The Bachelor said, what network is that? I don't know what my bachelor's oh, at ABC. I can check. Uh, Chris Harrison said, we need to show a little grace, a little forgiveness, a little humanity for the uh, contestant, the woman who went to an antebellum party. ABC. He got fired. ABC. ABC. Gina Carano compared the early days of the Holocaust in Germany and how neighbors turned on neighbors to the situation in this country early in the pandemic. It was just a, it was, wasn't even a, it was just a meme, like a picture of Germany. She got fired by ABC. These, uh, for the most part, I don't know about Roseanne Barr, but the last three I mentioned aren't nearly as egregious as what Whoopi did. No. So it is the story. I mean, I don't think anyone should get fired for saying something dumb. They should be confronted and forced to explain and, embarrassed if that's what it takes on the show on the air she can't but, she can't though because colbert is probably the friendliest landing spot you can get good. for and she just destroyed herself on that destroyed yeah and, and she just sounded even dumber but uh, lots of people get fired for saying dumb things just not good liberals like whoopee all right we got to get to the uh latest to bail on um spotify on spotify i'm telling you we laugh about it. It seems silly now, but it's going to work. They're going to get rid of, I've said it before, I said it a week ago, they're going to get rid of Rogan. They're going to force him out. This is how it starts in these cases. It starts small and you got uh, whatever, Neil Young and uh, Joni Mitchell and Nils Lofgren, a bunch of wrinkly old rockers who don't seem relevant. But when the ball starts rolling and you get people uh, jumping aboard yesterday, I've heard of Graham Nash. And yes, by the way, here's how it works. You got Crosby and Nash. Someone right now is pressuring. I mean, you have Young and Nash. Right now, Crosby and Stills are being pressured by somebody. What is wrong with you? What do you do? You support Joe Rogan? You support misinformation? That's how it works. The, you, you have these people who place pressure on others to get in line, to fall in line, to support the cause. So yesterday was Graham Nash. You have half of Grant Cosby, Seals, Nash, and Young. You get the other half, and then their music will be pulled off of Spotify. Um, I got her name here. It's uh, Ari Indy, right? Ari Indy also pulled out? Don't know her, but yes. <clears throat> uh, I didn't even look her up. Indy Ari is her name. Oh, Indy she Ari. pulled out, too. So I don't know if she's bigger, smaller than uh, Neil Young and Joni Mitchell. Well, the I don't know, but the, who, give me a hint. Who's the new one? The bombshell you've been waiting for is a woman who dresses up gothy and was on late night TV. Dresses up gothy like Elvira? That's her. She pulled yesterday. She pulled from uh, Spotify. What did what does Elvira have on Spotify? I have she... no idea, but that but she came out strong <laughs> yesterday against uh, Rogan. Oh, man. And uh, pulled her uh, stuff. As, I got a bunch of tweets on this when I tweeted about it. Is you know is Boxcar Willie next? Is uh, <laughs> Zamfir? Oh, Zamfir, no. the, the master pan, of the pan flute. Yes, the master pan flute. Is he next? Because I shudder to think who's next. But maybe this Yanni. is inevitable. Inevitable that uh, Springsteen or um, or Taylor Swift would be even bigger. Obviously, Katy Perry. 
there'll be somebody big eventually. As long as this campaign goes on, we're going to see somebody big, somebody influential, and it'll be a shame because all of these people, Indy Ari and Alvira and Crosby, Stills and Nash and Joni, none of them has heard one episode of Joe Rogan. None of them can give you one example of disinformation from Rogan's show. They don't know what they're talking about, and yet they have influence because they're on the right side. They're on the side of the establishment, the state. It is disgusting to think these former rock and roll rebels are now tools of the state, raging against, I mean, raging in favor of the machine. It's kind of sad, but uh, keep your eyes on that. All right, let me quickly do a shake concrete, and then we're going to tell you the name of the new uh, Washington football team. They come up with a name, and uh, it sucks. <laughs> but uh, first, shake concrete. You can uh, you can do this now. You can start the ball rolling now on your spring home improvement project. I got the project for you. Precast concrete steps. If you're building a new home or you're remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs for any home. There are many options available, including concrete, where you can customize with stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They'll remove those old stairs, which isn't easy, and bring in the new stairs. You can sit in the window and watch if that's what you want to do. Shea will take care of everything for you when you're they're done. You'll have a great-looking new entrance to your home that will add value. It's not an upgrade. It's an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience, and in a few hours, you get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And, of course, you can apply for a job there. They're always hiring. Business is booming. This is a great company to work for. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 openings. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right. This story is interesting only because of the way it broke. It broke because of a helicopter reporter, like a reporter up in a helicopter. And they zeroed in with the camera into the windows of the Washington Redskins. I'm sorry, the Washington football team offices. And they saw saw the new name, like in the new logo, through the window at night in a helicopter. Yeah. So the Washington football team tried to keep it a secret. Their big plan was to announce it on 2-2-22, which is today. This is happy 2-2-2-2, Carano. Yeah, I got some um, zeros in there, but that's the way I do it. 0 2 0 which is not all twos, but that's, that's just my thing. <laughs> um, so, so they zeroed in. The name is the Commanders which is lame. It's kind of like the, uh, what's the new uh, Cleveland Indians name? The, uh, oh. uh, the, uh, the, the it starts with an F, doesn't it? I don't know. Some, st- some stupid uh, uh, generic. Uh, I already forgot it already. That's how memorable the Cleveland Indians is. Uh, but the Commanders, is they got a new logo. It's lame. The name is lame. What the, the Guardians, by the way, the Guardians. The Guardians, yeah. which, I Not mean, Guardians. Name. What the hell is a Guardian? It's, like a Guardian name. Angel? Like Clarence? I think it's, it's a wonderful Clarence. life. Is that what they're named I would, after? I would have preferred the Clarences. It would have been better. The Clarences. So here's the problem the commanders has is is too generic. What is a commander? You know, Mark Milley? You, you're going to have Mark Milley as like your uh, face of your franchise? That's a commander, he, and he's terrible. But anyway, no team gets called by their name. You know, there's always a nickname. The Patriots <laughs> are the Pats. You know, the Celtics are the Celts. Every team has a nickname. The rest, Redskins were the Skins. What are the commanders? The comms, the commies, the commies. That's the Perfect only way to come up with the commies. So are they going to be called the commies? Is that what you want? The Washington commies? It might be appropriate in this day and age. You can have Ayanna Presley or Liz Warren as your logo. Oh no, Liz Warren would be offensive. You can't have yes, you can't do that. as no. a logo anymore. Those days are gone. <laughs> but the commies, the Washington commies, and they're making a big deal. They got a new logo and music and they're probably going to have like cheerleaders, the ones that, you know, Daniel Snyder hasn't harassed. We're still around. Uh, have them there. But I'm sorry. You got a chance to come up with a new name with a new line of apparel and logos. And the best you can do is commanders. Lame, lame, lame. I thought it was going to be red something. They were going to be some concession to the Redskins. It'd be like the red tails or the red hawks or the red eagles or the red whatever. I'd be fine red with the red hawks or red eagles. That would be actually kind of badass. But the commanders, that's just like, it's so limp. Particularly when you think of who is commander in chief right now. Like that's, what is the, a that's commander, the picture that anyway, I have. What is a commander? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the commandos would have been better. 
Commandos. Yeah, that'd be better. Commandos. Nice. And everyone could talk about how they're, uh, you know, not wearing underwear when they go to the games. <laughs> There's but, that. Uh, it is lame, but that's uh, uh, kind of what you expect from the Washington football team. Again, I was going to talk about Tom Brady leaving, but I don't think I can do it, Carano. I don't blame you. But isn't it crazy that that's not, that's not even the story anymore? Like, he had the limelight for less than 24 for, hours. It's all it, now Florida. It, yesterday was the wildest day in NFL history without any games yes. or drafts or anything or trades. You had the, the, the best player ever retiring, quitting, saying goodbye, and then you had all of New England offended because he didn't uh, blow them a kiss. And then you had people fake tweeting that he was going to come back to New England and sign a one-day contract. And grown men saying, God, I hope he signs a one-day contract. How does that – I mean, that's just, uh, yeah. something that – why would a grown man care from if such symbol, you know, just such, uh, you know – whatever that would be theatrics you know signing a one-day contract oh isn't he wearing a patriot hat it's amazing he'll be back his relationship with the crafts is great his relationship with belichick is fine it's not like he's never to return he's not like kurt Schilling. he's not going to burn any bridges he'll be back he'll be a patriot hall of famer and a patriot legend and all that he's not going to own part of the team he's not going to live in new england you know he's going to be a hall of famer and the patriots are the reason why everybody you know, he'll, he'll, by the way, he'll also tweet or Instagram another love note to the pa- Patriots fans. He added a little something. Love you, Patriots. Wasn't enough. It was only 12 words. Yeah. He's still hurt. hurt it's not eight pages, though. It's not eight pages. We need eight pages. We need eight pages. What about 10? Shouldn't it be more than eight? He was I would here think for so. 20 years. I, I need 10 pages. And uh, then we can all feel better. All the grown men who were hurt by Brady not showing them any love will feel better, but it is amazing. Brady retires and somehow Brady's always involved. Brady is involved in it's the Miami Dolphins scandal. Yeah. And I'll bet you he's feeling pretty good today that he didn't make a deal with Stephen Ross and shake hands and play for the Dolphins because he went to Tampa Bay and it worked out so much better. But I guess I give Flores credit for not wanting to participate, knowing it was tampering, knowing Brady was under contract and said, I'm not going to meet with him. And he walked away I mean, that's Flores' version, but if that's true, he looks good. Oh, it's integrity. Yeah. Now, you, and I know we're going long here, but you you brought this up earlier. And when you think about it, Flores would have looked heroic. Forget the Rosa Parks analogy, that's stupid, but he would have looked heroic if indeed it was just about Miami because A, he refused to negotiate with a quarterback who's under contract. He stood up to an owner that wanted him to lose and get a better draft. That was going to pay said, him money. That was going to actually pay him for it. Pay them. <laughs> like, give him money. And not only did he defy the owner and win and win games and beat the Patriots and win over his players, but he got fired for winning. That's a hell of a resume. When you think about it, and you're only 40 years old and you're looking for a new job. He should have stuck at least for today, at least for today with the Miami scandal and just face the fact that sham interviews are part of the root, the process with the Rooney rule it happens all the time. It happened to him. It happened to probably, you know, Jim Caldwell and, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Lynn, uh, um, Anthony Lynn and others as well. It's just the way it works he, with the Rooney rule. You were going to get another job. He was going to come out of this, a hero, but I'll give him credit. He's committed to this suit and he's burning bridges and he'll probably make money from it, but he will not coach again, at least not anytime soon. Cause the other thing maybe too, he'll, he, he maybe he'll coach like his kids, Pop Warner team will <sighs> become a favorite and ESPN will be there. Maybe that kind of thing. But, but no, the, the thing is too, like the fans would have all been. So right now his position for some fans is probably divisive. So they, they sort of root. Some of them will root for whoever, I don't know the NFL against him. But if it were just about the, the, the scandal in Miami, Every, pretty much all fans would be on his side. Nobody wants to watch a football game if they think that the outcome has been decided or planned by the owners. Right, and people don't like Stephen Ross, and people are gambling now. I mean, the NFL's in bed with all the gambling companies. That scandal, and it's not going away, but uh, um, it's uh, I can't even imagine. Ross is obviously just going to deny it. But if they have texts, got texts. Or emails oh. or witnesses, because I'm going to guess the owner doesn't sit alone with the coach. There's got to be other people there. He's got a little entourage. And, I mean, hell, Brady can back up the fact that they were tampering if Brady wants to. 
maybe he'll just go into hiding and never mention it. But this suit, this story, this case is going to be fascinating, and it's not going to look good for the NFL, particularly the Miami end of it. But uh, we have to leave it there for today. Okay. God, what a day. What a day. I'm glad we have this little uh, – you're going to miss it, Corona. You're going to miss it on days like this when stuff is cranking, stuff is breaking. cooking. It is fun, but uh, have you got any uh, interesting inquiries, any candidates for me? To I'm actually talking to at least one, I think two people today, but uh, we're still working on finding Matt Carano's replacement. If you're interested, reach out to Carano. Yeah, you can on Twitter or just you should send a resume, some audio samples, some examples of you managing social media, that type of whatever. Uh, info at thecallahanshow.com. That's info at thecallahanshow.com. Send it to me. I I I did I did one like interview and it lasted forever and I don't think it's gonna work out to any with any and it just was like oh god I hope I hope Matt can do the rest of these because it was no fun but you uh, know what um I had to it was this guy I don't know Brian Flores is his name I had to you want to be on I had to I had to fulfill the Rooney rule but anyway reach out to Corona if you're interested in uh, doing his job on days like this I promise you we'll have fun but uh, today. We shall leave it there. Thank you, Carano. Thank you to everybody for watching, listening, and commenting. We really appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow.